let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Welcome to another edition of Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee and myself to talk about our biggest assets in retirement. If we really take a look at our financial inventory, uh, so to speak, you may find that uh, we take some of these for granted possibly. So hopefully we're going to try to spend some time on this puzzle piece, our puzzle pieces. And, and Sean, I really have three big ones that I really probably, we're probably going to spend the most time on the big three. There's a couple other ones. I think they're kind of subsets or subgenres, if you will. So I think we're going to put yeah. most of our focus on the big three here, if that's okay with you. But how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. And yeah, we can, we can focus on whatever topics you want today. Yeah. And I think it, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to go ahead and say all three of them. And then I'll just kind of ask you, I've got the order laid out, but ask you if you feel that's a, a good order. Cause everybody's going to feel a little more strongly towards one than the other. Uh, but the, the three biggest assets really in our, in our life for retirement are our 401k potentially whatever savings vehicle, but we'll just for the sake of the argument, right? 401k, uh, our house and then social security. Uh, do you think that's a good order to kind of start with, like 401k first and house and social security? Yeah. I mean, predominantly what we see that outside of a pension, mm-hmm. those are the those are usually the big three. Okay. So the 401k then, or some sort of savings vehicle, right? Well, if it's TSP or 403b, whatever, right? Uh, if you've been at your job for a while, and let's just say ideally you're, you've spent 20 plus years or something like that working there, you're going to have a pretty huge asset. And often, I think the question becomes, did you spend more than 45 seconds picking the, the account <laughs> to that thing? Because probably not, right? You probably picked a target date fund 25 years ago or something like that. And, you know, boom. But it's a huge asset. And managing this thing properly through the years and even as you get close to retirement is hugely important. Well, yeah, I mean, predominantly what happens when somebody gets a new job, uh, they go in, they get all these options, and they do one of two things, uh, in my experience, what I've seen. They do a target date fund, or they just haphazardly pick a, a couple of random funds that are had good returns the previous year. There's not a lot of uh, thought put into it. There's there's not a lot of time spent on it. It's those are the, those are the ways they do it. Or they'll do like a model strategy that you know the the 401k provides. But as time goes on, that becomes a pretty large asset, and and the allocations historically usually they don't change for a lot of people. They they set it, they forget it, they put right. their head in the sand, yep, and they save 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 save. But then when the retirement time comes, mm-hmm. uh oh, what do we do? Yeah, well, I got a million bucks sitting here. What am I doing with it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are my choices? What are my options? Should I leave it in the four hundred one k? Should I roll it out into another IRA? Should I cash it out? And, and those are the the areas that really need to be thought about. And when you're retiring, what age are you retiring? Should determine where your money goes. You know, if you retire before fifty nine and a half, you should. You know, in a lot of cases, leave your money in the four hundred one k itself because you get early withdrawals without penalties. You know, what are the tax consequences of retiring early? Mm-hmm. What are, you know, the, your options when you roll money out into an IRA? Uh, you know, how does that how does that best fit your plan? True. Do you want to be tax efficient, right? Do you want to maybe start rolling some of this out into a 401k or to a Roth, excuse me, like we talked about a couple weeks ago? Right. And, or, you know, does the 401k require you to withhold 20% in mm-hmm. taxes when you're not at that at a 20% tax rate? Oh, okay. Good point. You know, so maybe you're at a, you don't need as much income. You're at a 10% tax rate and now you can withhold less uh, from a tax perspective by having the money in an IRA versus a a 401k. So there's a lot of thought that should probably go in, go into that asset, not just, Oh, well I'm just going to, I'm just going to withdraw $4,000 a month and call it good. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and when you first get into it, right, again, you first take the job on, I get it, right? Most of us do it. You pick, you know, you're not sure what to pick. You pick a few things. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they're, if a financial professional will help them. You know, so you could go back through and take a look at it and maybe, you know, change those options, change those selections. So uh, very important to do because it, it is easy to kind of just throw it in and pick a particular account or something and then you kind of forget about it for a long time. But over the years, we need to manage this because it can be a massive, massive asset. So that's exactly. the first one. Second one, the house. Uh, many consider this to be the biggest asset they'll have. Maybe it could be and it depends on the value. I think the question I have on this one, Sean, is how do you view it? Do you view it as a home, house? Or do you view it as an asset? Um, I think the last couple of years, Sean, I've seen a ton, a lot of people that are closing in on retirement started to view this more as an asset because of the sheer crazy price housing price uh, that's been going on out there. I know of a couple people that have decided to sell their house in this high, high, you know, um, market and clean up and then they're choosing to rent until they get that another year or year and a half closer to retirement before they buy their you know kind of forever home or something like that so how do you view it as a home or as an asset well you got to have a place to live well true right so <laughs> camper yeah i mean there's it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish and and we've worked exactly. with you know i've got a handful of families that we're working with you know as we speak or recently in recent months that have said, hey, we're we're gonna sell, we're gonna relocate, you know, whether it's to St. George or to Mesquite or, you know, Idaho, Montana, whatever. We're gonna sell our house now because we don't know that we can get as much for our house down the road if things change. And they were right, you know, perfect timing, right? Sold early. Uh, housing market has slowed down, at least in this market, uh, based on you know mortgage rates going up, and now they're able to to spend some time and decide, okay, we're, what sort of size house do we want? You know, in, in a lot of cases, I look at the house that we have now, my wife and I, we don't need, we don't need a house that size when our kids are gone. Not a chance. Uh, so there will be a downgrade. Well, do you downgrade and you pay cash? Do you downgrade and invest the money and then have a mortgage? There, you know, there's a lot of options there. But when you look at your home, if you're going to stay in your home, you know, I look at it as it's still an asset, but it's not an income-producing asset. It's not. Yeah. It's not something that unless you do a reverse mortgage or something that that I I don't think that you're going to want to use other than as a home. You know, but I love real estate as as an investment tool. You know, so when you look at at retirement, it's really always comes back to what are you trying to accomplish? You're going to stay here. You got to, do you want to downsize? Do you need less space? Do you need no stairs? Do you need, you know, what do you need as a, as a retiree? And can you get a decent amount of dollars or investment dollars from this asset when you sell it? Yeah. And I think that's where, again, you've got to have a strategy for it, right? So if you plan on staying there or downsizing or whatever it is you plan on doing, but no matter what it is, put it as part of your strategy overall, which again, hopefully you're going to do that. But many people have changed their view on that the last couple of years. But again, as now that we're going through some stuff and some changes are afoot, we could see another shift in that as well. So again, it's all about how you manage. That's the podcast topic this week is really how are we managing our biggest assets? Uh, and then the final one, Sean, is Social Security. Um, and this kind of you know blows people's minds sometimes to think about it, right? But uh, it's it's much bigger maybe than most people realize. And so we kind of treat it as, well, I've got a collection of, you know, I've got a 401k and I've got this and I've got that and the other when they first come in to see you. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Social Security. 
where it's like, no, 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 we need to think about this as part of the overall strategy as well. Because, I mean, for a lot of us, we're talking four, five hundred thousand. I mean, a half a million bucks, if if not more, if not more, and, right? And what people don't, yeah, I get Social Security's a, you know, it's a social benefit, and you know, it, it's given to you by the government, but. Well, let's but it's re- our money. <laughs> yeah, let's remember something. I mean, if you, like I started working at 16 years old. Yeah, I, I washed dishes, uh, then I was a busser, and if I was lucky in my first job, I worked at the Holiday Inn, I was able to deliver room service where I maybe got a tip. Nice. Uh, you know, two, three bucks, I was ecstatic. Heck yeah. But when I was 16, I was paying into Social Security. I had no idea. I just do that. I got taken out of my paycheck. Did you go, who's FICA? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. you're like, what's what's all this? Why do I only get, you know, 70 cents on the dollar or 75 cents on the dollar? Right. But as time went on, you know, I'll, at this point in time, like I said, I've worked 26 years. I'll probably work 40 years total. I don't know. But at least 40 years. So people, have, a lot of retirees are working 40, 50 years paying into that. So yes, it's a social benefit, but more importantly, you've put into it use it, leverage it to your best advantage. And that claiming strategy is a huge part of that. There's so many little factors that can really make a big difference. Yeah. And if the average person takes Social Security, let's say, you know, say that you take it at full retirement age, which is between 66 and 67, and you live even 15 years, you're pulling out, you know, $2,500 a month, give or take, roughly. That's $450,000 with no income adjustments. Right, right. And then, you know, if you've got a spouse, that's an additional amount on top of that. So, you know, in a lot of cases, maybe as a household, you're pulling out six, seven dollars $700,000 from Social Security that allows you to keep your money in your pocket by leveraging Social Security properly. Yeah, and again, it's the strategy of it all, right? And it's think about the other part. The first thing we talked about the four hundred one k, right? When we're where we're pulling money from, what buckets? That's going to change things because your social security can be taxed up to eighty five percent of uh, you know the income on it. So right. where are you pulling from? When? What time? Like it, they all work together. It all, it all works together, and, and you know what's we do a lot of education um, here at our office with our retirement elevated courses and and all that stuff. Uh, I've actually built webinars around the social security topic, what to do with your 401k topic. And we house all of those on our website under our resources tab. So if if you want to watch a webinar on debt or social security or, you know, what to do with your 401k or behavioral finance, or you you even just want to watch our full five hour class broken out, just go to elevatemyretirement.com, click resources and webinars, and they're all there free. All right, so that's ElevateMyRetirement.com, ElevateMyRetirement.com. And if you've got questions about that stuff, again, go check that out. That's one of some free resources you can do. You can also just reach out, call, get on the calendar, have a conversation about how to manage your biggest assets. Uh, biggest assets. Well, that's a tongue twister, isn't it? Uh, and what you're doing with them and how it's all working as part of a strategy. So if you need some help, again, reach out to Sean and the team at Elevated Retirement Group. He's a managing partner serving you all around the Utah area, but also just got clients everywhere. Uh, as well. So stop by the website, elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. Sean, thanks for hanging out, my friend. I always appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, brother. Yep, absolutely. We'll catch you next time here on the program. This has been Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee.
Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisors.